Today's episode of Down to Dunk is brought to you by Central Bank. Strong roots, endless possibilities isn't just a statement. It is Central Bank's past and future. It is their successes and challenges. It is more than 110 years of service that spans across 140 plus locations. Strong roots, endless possibilities. That means that they're here for you. Learn more at centralbank.net. Member FDIC. I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robinson, and I'm down to dunk. On you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Today, we have a special show. It's me and Mike Smeltz from the Blue Guys. He's also one of my producer cohorts at the Athletic. Awesome guy. He does an awesome podcast. We have a conversation about a Chris Paul trade today. So the Nets are in search of a third star, and the Thunder have a star on their team that they are willing to part with. And so... Uh, interesting conversation here. It runs about half an hour. Uh, before we get there, I do want to touch on the Athletics 90-day free trial. If you go to theathletic.com forward slash free 90 days, you can get free access to The Athletic for 90 days, which is incredible. There's incredible stories being written every single day, access to special podcasts, all kinds of things that you can access for 90 days for free. So, please go to that website, theathletic.com forward slash free 90 days to check that out. Hope you guys are doing well, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Joining me today is someone I work with, but who also is the absolute greatest Oklahoma City Thunder podcaster in the entire universe, Andrew Schlecht. Andrew, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? (laughs) I'm I'm pumped up, man, because I... I, my favorite thing about doing basketball podcasts is being a fake GM. <laughs> Same, yes. <laughs> we are we are role playing to the nth degree. You know, during these times, you got to find the small joys. And oh, have to yes. <laughs> cre- creating a fake Chris Paul trade is the, the smallest <laughs> joy I can figure out today. Um, for listeners of the Glue Guys, uh, basically what my co-host Brian and I have been doing is we've been trying to figure out the Nets are pursuing a third star to pair with Kevin Durant, someone Andrew knows very well from his time in Oklahoma City, yep. and Kyrie Irving. And throughout my my intensive research, one name that came up that, that is intriguing to me now, and I think is more intriguing to many people around the NBA, is Chris Paul. Of course, Chris Paul plays for Oklahoma City Thunder. So I wanted to bring in Andrew here, and we're going to do a sort of a mock general manager trade discussion that will hopefully lead to both sides being happy. If not that, at least me winning this trade mightily, and then <laughs> Andrew can never go outside in Oklahoma City. So question uh, before we begin. Am I yes, sir. coming to you as myself or as what I think Sam Presti would want? <laughs> I, I, I kind of like a blend of both, Okay, right? Okay, I, I can a little, do that. Because, 
you can be Presty and you can think what Presty would want, but I also I need your basketball expertise. I'm going to come as what I think the Nets would do, but plus what I would not. There's a line I won't cross. Yeah. And I think we'll get to that line and it'll be disturbing. But first, yep. let, let me ask you. So when the Thunder first got Chris Paul, obviously he played the whole season with the Thunder, the whole season that we've had so far. Did you initially think that he was going to get to this point, that he would still be on the team at this point that he was, when you go all the way back to the trade that happened? Initially, no. One, I was livid that they traded Westbrook to the Rockets and that we were getting back Chris Paul because like the view of Chris Paul at the time was, man, this guy's annoying. He's not, you know, he's, he hasn't worked well with other like big superstar names and like, why do I want that guy on my team? He's annoying. I don't want that guy. And then over the course of the season, it's been like, this guy's awesome. Maybe he could be my dad. You think we could do that? Uh, like he's, he's an incredible guy and an incredible basketball player. But at the time, yeah, I thought, okay, we're going to pass him on to uh, Miami. We're going to pass him on to whoever. And, you know, we'll be done. And the Thunder tank season will begin. But uh, the Thunder had different plans and things that haven't... The Thunder are still, like, in this kind of limbo period. Uh, it's just existed longer than I thought it would. And so, uh, and Chris Paul's certainly a part of that. And they've been way better than anybody thought. And Chris is the reason why, really. Yeah, and I think what we will discover during this mock trade simulation is that Chris Paul's value right now is just at a point that most people weren't anticipating heading into this season. Because yeah. the conventional thinking was that Chris Paul was about, before the Westbrook trade, it was like, how could the Rockets ever get rid of Chris Paul? The trade happens because Westbrook's contract was so large and personalities got involved and now we're here and i think there's going to be some there's going to be multiple bidders possibly for chris paul now his contract still is is an extremely tough road to hoe because to add up to get to chris paul you're gonna have to give up something good typically and then it gets throws everything out of whack and i think we'll figure that out but like immediately jumping to mind is the knicks you know the knicks may have the salary cap space to completely consume all of Chris Paul's salary. His former agent, Leon Rose, is now running the team. You can tell they're probably pretty desperate to get someone like Chris Paul in there to legitimize the operation. Um, so there's one team immediately, and I still think, you know, I don't know what Miami's salary situation was, but they, they may still be interested. There may be a couple other teams out there that could decide, you know, if we just get Chris Paul, I don't know if the Sixers or someone like that, if we can trade some big salaries. It makes sense. So are you okay with parting with Chris Paul? I should ask you that first, General Manager Schlecht. Uh yes. Depending on what the <laughs> what what we yes. what we get back. Definitively. Uh yes. Because the the truth is that this Thunder team is not the like the next great Thunder team. And the general manager of the Thunder Sam Presti and their ownership group, they have no interest in being anything but great. And so uh this team, while very good and you know middle of the road western conference team they may not they're not guaranteed that even next season you know like chris paul gets injured like he has a lot in his career then this whole thing just kind of unravels and then you have to tank but you still have chris paul's salary and you can't trade him so to me this is the prime time to trade him and so 
the kind of again for Nets, the people who had been listening to our pod but didn't hear where I got to the Chris Paul thought. So Brian and I went through this whole prism of most realistic trade possibilities, and the names that came up within the realistic trade possibilities are like Aaron Gordon, yeah, Zach Levine, yeah. Bradley Beal's on the list, but the thing about Bradley Beal is is that it's likely the Wizards won't trade him until at least midseason next year. If yeah. not, they're going to wait a full time, and who knows with COVID-19 when we're even going to have that season. But the Wizards are probably going to wait till they see him with John Wall. So mm-hmm. Bradley Beal's a little bit down lower. Drew Holiday, I think, is the flashiest name who seemingly available, um, could be gettable, but he'll be very expensive. I think probably more expensive than Chris Paul, um, I, more highly valued throughout the rest of the NBA. But I landed on Chris Paul because what we've gotten out of multiple different high-level NBA reporters is that the Nets are going for a blue-chip coach, which is what Brian Windhorst described their search for their next head coach, and they're going for a big swing in terms of the trade market. Hmm. And what tends to happen in... When you become a team that has Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, that level of star is those players, while they may like Spencer Dinwiddie and they may like Karis LeVert, they want to go into a playoff series with people of their level or people that they can rely upon in really big moments. And we don't know if Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie are those people yet. And the timeline with all these things are very condensed. You can't mess around for multiple years. LeBron wasted one year in LA and now num- year number two may be canceled. And then we're already looking at the next year and it, who knows what's going to happen. Yep. So my thinking is as you go along, Aaron Gordon doesn't rise to the level of superstardom. Zach Levine, certainly not who, who, who is available in the NBA, but quotes around available that makes sense that you could put next to Ke- Chris, Paul, uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and say, this is a real upgrade. What we're yeah. doing. No, so I, Chris, I agree. Chris Paul. And he's, and he's proven all year that he can play with other guards. Like everybody's like, well, you have two point guards and Kyrie Irving, Chris Paul, they're playing with, with SGA and with Schroeder. And it's one of the best lineups in the NBA. So should we go into our simulation? Let's do it. Jump in to the simulation booth. Okay. Now I'm going to act as we're no longer friends. <laughs> We are okay. enemies. We uh, we are okay. on opposite sides of the battlefield. Okay. I have my poker face on. We're on Zoom. This is how all trades will be processed now. It'll be through Zoom. Okay. So this is very real <laughs> simulation. Okay. Hey, Andrew. Uh, yes. <laughs> I I uh, I was wondering. You know, I'm sitting here. I was wondering what what's the status with Chris Paul? Are you guys? What's happening there? Are you still interested in maybe... I know you had had discussions last offseason, flipping him immediately once you got him. Where are you at right now? How do you feel about him? We are over the moon with Chris Paul. This is our Stop guy. This is... You're lying to my face. <laughs> no, I think he's uh, he's proven a lot over this year, and he's in a much different place. And this is what we thought. We thought that he would be in a better place after playing here in Oklahoma City, after eating only plants for uh, almost a year. That uh, now he's in a better spot, and if we could move him on to a, a title contender, I think he would appreciate that, uh, as long as it's amenable to us. So I think that's where we're at. Okay, so I think there's only really one way a Chris Paul trade can work. So the Nets 
have a couple of nice mid-range salaries. DeAndre Jordan is one of them, but DeAndre Jordan's not tradable because he's part of the Super Friends. Yeah. He's part of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. DeAndre Jordan, they're all best buds. Not happening. Does he have three years after this? He's three years after this. I would also argue he's not tradable because he has three years after this. <laughs> he's he's not as bad as I think what was originally believed. Yeah. He ended up being, I think, my argument is he's been better than Jared Allen all year. Of course okay. you'd want to invest in Jared Allen. But DeAndre Jordan was one of the best rebounders in the NBA still. He's a crafty player on offense, not in terms of scoring, but he, he can ha- not handle the ball, but he can be a guy who gets a pass and then knows where to go with it next. Mm-hmm. He still does some nice alley-oops, um, but he's not tradable. So he's okay. out of this discussion. So the bundle of contracts that I could give you for Chris Paul, because Chris Paul's salary next season is $41.2 million, yeah, I believe, which is quite large. It's a large number. Is I can give you Torian Prince. So Torian Prince is going to be, and let me pull up my my dossier here. Torian Prince will be at fourteen million next year. Karis okay. Levert will be at sixteen million, and Spencer Dinwiddie will be at eleven point five. And here I'm going to be honest with you, Andrew. I am not going to give you Levert, Torian Prince, and Spencer Dinwiddie to for Chris Paul. Okay. There's almost no way I can conceive of that happening. Did you go into this conversation thinking you're going to get all three from me? I honestly don't want all three. <laughs> okay. I don't. I, How dare you? <laughs> I know where you're going to go with this. Please continue. I uh, we we don't want a middling team. I think that would give us a, a middling type of team. Okay. And so, I want to bottom out, and that type of trade is not a bottom out trade. You pair Spencer Dinwiddie and SGA, and you have guys on the wing that can shoot it like that's like that's a pretty good team you're fighting for the eighth seed i don't want to fight for the eighth seed don't stick me in the middle this is exciting because i was afraid you would balk at i'm being honest now i you know i had a few i've had a few tequilas or something whatever (laughs) i thought you would have balked at torian prince i thought you would have been afraid to accept torian at 14 million dollars a year because here yeah what i would want okay so I feel like Karis LeVert is valued in the NBA, even at $16 million next year, an extension kicking in. That's a very reasonable extension. We saw yep. guys who are worse than him get way more money. And even though health is a major issue for Karis LeVert, Karis LeVert has pretty nice potential still. And the final month of this past season, he was like 25-5. and five. Spencer Dinwiddie, sub-all-star, right? Almost at all-star. Yeah. Torian Prince, disappointment. Um yeah, I, I need to give you two of those three. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, you can disagree with me. I st- I think around the NBA, Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie have more value than Chris Paul. More value? Hmm. I don't know. I think that's, I mean, relative to their salaries, yes. Yes. That's I part of it. Yeah. I would say I would say that relative. I mean, especially Dinwiddie relative to his salary. Eleven point five for a guy yeah. who is for sure starting point guard. Uh, you know he he can and his role can vary. You can put him in a lot of different situations, and he's going to do bench guy, Superman, or he'll be starting your offense, and you'll be satisfied. I don't know if you'll be happy, but you'll be satisfied. How old is Dinwiddie? Twenty-seven. Okay. 
or he'll be 27 in next season. So he could be 27 right now. Okay. Um, Lavert's 26, and Torian Prince is 26. Okay. So what I'm going to propose to you initially, and the salaries would still have to work out, but I would have to include, I don't want to put Karis Lavert in this trade. So it's Torian Prince, Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm going to include Garrett Temple because I need the $5 million, even though I've been told that he's extremely close with Durant and Kyrie Mm -hmm. and DeAndre Jordan. He's like now become the fourth best friend. And I'm going to throw, I need to throw like John and Musa in and Rodion's crew. I need to throw some filler salaries at the end, but basically that will work to get us somewhat where we need to be. Okay. So you get Dinwiddie, Torian Prince, and some filler. Now, I want Chris Paul, but I also want at least a first round pick back. You want a first round pick? Sorry. I'm going to hang up. I'm hanging up now. Okay. Have a wonderful day. I hope that your weekend is nice. (laughs) Before you hang up, let me ask you this question. Okay. Any other trade you're going to get for Spencer Dinwiddie, or not for Spencer Dinwiddie, for Chris Paul, are you going to get someone as good as Spencer Dinwiddie? You know, to me, I don't really care about getting a 27-year-old that's good. I really don't. Again, this is all about the draft. This is all about the future of the draft for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm not trying to win right now. This this team that's been put together, it's great. It's wonderful. They're they're a nice team. The downgrade from Chris Paul and what he's been to this team to Spencer Dinwiddie is is not great. And that's not helpful to me. It makes us a worse team and uh and it doesn't help me get to where I want to go, which is ultimately trying to compete for a championship. So to me, what I need back is all I really want in a Chris Paul deal is salary, draft compensation. That's really it. I don't really care what the salary is. I don't care who it is. I really don't. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Do you think, though, in any scenario you'll ever get draft compensation back? Besides a second-round pick? Because you have to like include something. Well, is I got, there... We got two first-round picks and two pick swaps for Russell Westbrook. Yes. So, yes. Because... That was a desperation. Hey, we may be looking for somebody else that's desperate. <laughs> we may try to find someone else that's desperate. I, th- I think the middle ground here, I may have to call up some friends around the network here. And this is a Zoom call, so we could get them in here. Yeah. But I, I think what could work, tell me this, because still in the grand scheme of the NBA, Dinwiddie has value. Mm-hmm. So maybe what we do is we take Dinwiddie. We we have to send him off this team, and it's particularly for getting Chris Paul. Yeah, Torian Prince. I think you're going to have to live with him being on your team. That's fine. But we could send Dinwiddie away to a third team, who would want him. Let's say the Orlando Magic, and okay. you get where would the Magic's pick be this year? They're probably the 15th pick in the draft. Yeah. What do you think about that? That's interesting. What if what if we could rope the wizards into this? I don't know if we can rope, rope the wizards into this. Be, well, because what? But they would get Dinwiddie. Yeah, they could. Yeah, they would get Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie, See, Bradley Beal. That's interesting. And John Wall. John Wall technically is coming back. John Wall coming back to OKC. Oh, you want John Wall to go to OKC? We will be heavily compensated for such a for such <laughs> a contract. Okay, so let me think. So okay. How much do you have to 
except to take John Wall into OKC. I probably Is that two first round picks? Probably two first round picks. Very little protection on those picks. Are you okay if that first round pick does not include this year's first round pick? I don't want this year's first round pick. Okay. I think because I think the Wizards would more want to, even though this draft is bad, would more want to select in this draft. From what I, I think they want this immediate because they need Bradley Beal to prove, like they need to prove to Bradley Beal immediately yeah. that this is happening. Yeah. No, I'll take 2020. I don't know what their draft situation is. I could probably look it up real quick, but I would prefer to have a uh, a pick that's 2022 or after. You're not willing to part with a 2023 <laughs> first-round pick from the Clippers. Oh, absolutely not. Not at all? No. I have no, no interest in I that. I wanted the 2023 pick badly. Okay. But you're telling me the basics that I would have to do here is I would have to give you... We give you Dinwiddie, who is probably the more valuable asset, but that's fine. I'm just putting it out there. Torian Prince and Garrett Temple and some fillers. Mm-hmm. And we get Chris Paul, and then we can figure out, you know, does Dinwiddie move to the third team? And that's how you get draft compensation. That's how you get the future picks. That would make more sense to you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would accept. I just wouldn't give you a pick in that deal. You would just get Chris Paul. We just get Chris Paul. Yeah. As a basketball, how much better are the Nets if they get Chris Paul than Spencer Dinwiddie? I mean, Chris Paul is an all-star in the Western Conference this year. Uh, he's he's True. been he's been really good. He can really shoot it. He can still defend. And to me, if you've got guys like KD and Kyrie as the leaders of your team, I would want somebody else as the leader of my team. And so, <laughs> I would uh, I'd welcome Chris Paul in that situation. How are people feeling about uh, Kevin Durant now in Oklahoma City? Are they is it still anger? still furiousness i mean it's done i mean you know time heals all wounds so i think at this point it's just kind of funny especially with ethan strauss's book coming out mm-hmm. that uh it's kind of like talking to your ex-girlfriend's ex-boyfriend now <laughs> about hey about this girl yeah that screwed you both over so <laughs> that's kind of where we're at like we're, I think everybody's pretty intrigued with that kind of stuff. But you know, I think we're. It's definitely not anger anymore. It's more like what what could have been are the thoughts. But I don't think anybody's that angry anymore. Um, would it surprise you that in my head there's a possibility that, particularly if the season had come back, that James Harden could be available? This offseason, because I think the Houston Rockets thing, I think Daryl Morey would be done if this whole thing ended. It seems like him, and the owner, they're just like right at the edge. D'Antoni's definitely seemingly done. Yeah. Um. And who and, and if James Harden had like a, a second round loss again and they had done everything that they could, they got Chris Paul, didn't work out. They got Russell Westbrook, didn't work out. I could I could see a world where like James Harden suddenly is just like I'm. I'm done with this. I'm not going to wait for other guys to come to me. I'm going to wherever I want to go. And I've yep. always thought it's interesting. How did he and KD? What's their relationship like? Oh, they were they were tight in Oklahoma City. Yeah, okay. Okay. yeah, they were. 
They were part of a. Uh, they they used to make videos together. He uh, those those two and Jeff Green, they called themselves the Browingtons. So <laughs> you could you could recreate the Browingtons. Jeff Green's probably not doing anything either. So uh, actually, he's on the Rockets. So yeah, yeah. Oh, so you guys can get KD. We can trade. Well, no, I mean the Rockets could get KD. We could trade KD. You, no, you could trade KD. <laughs> why not? At this point, actually, that would be the the greatest process move of all time. It, it, is is if they traded Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and they just tanked for like eighteen years and got you know the greatest picks of all time. Uh, by the way, the Thunder don't have their own first round pick this year. Is that, they don't. Yeah, that's right. Is that that that's got to hurt a little bit in this? Well, rebuild. it's because they've been so good. Because yeah. they traded it to, um, who do they? Oh, they're losing it to the Sixers. Philly. Yeah, yeah. And that was a trade a while back. That was the Jeremy Grant deal. So you know, Redemption. I thought they would keep it. This in this draft too, like they they have Denver's pick in this draft, so they have a pick like in the range that they would have been in anyways. So you're not going to give me Denver's pick. Give you Denver's pick. What do you want Denver's it's 25th pick? Twenty fifth overall. It's what? What do you need? What do you need that for? Uh, we're just stockpiling assets over here in OKC. <laughs> that's all we care about. And you take one of those picks away, it's that's painful. I'm convinced what would work out if, like, let's say, so let's say Chris Paul moves on. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the handful of teams. Or is there any like? Is there still discussion and reporting going on in Oklahoma City about who may be interested in Chris Paul? Is it only the Knicks? I mean, the Knicks are the big one, just because you can you can see the fit immediately. They have, I think, they have what Oklahoma City would want. They've got either young players they could send back, or they and they have like salary that's got like a year left on it, a lot of it. And so I think that they, to me, are the most logical. And if I'm the Knicks, you need somebody in there to teach R.J. Barrett how to be a pro. And yeah. Chris Paul is like he's the perfect guy for that. And even I mean you. You keep the two point guards, Nilakina, Dennis Smith. I don't really like either of them, but you give him the give them the best chance to actually make it if Chris Paul goes there too. So if I'm if I'm them, I'm doing that in a heartbeat. If I'm the Thunder, I don't want Dennis Smith at like I, I wouldn't Oh, no way. Yeah. You just don't no. even want to bring him in the building because I mean I'm not I don't know him personally, but it mm-hmm. seems like he hasn't worked out before and particularly because you're SGA is this the thing you want to protect. Mm-hmm. It's like when the Wizards first drafted John Wall, they tried to keep Gilbert Arenas away from John Wall as much as possible. I think Gilbert <laughs> right. Arenas is a bad guy, but they, right. you know, you just want to put up that wall and protection there. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I do, I just wonder. Chris Paul's done such a phenomenal job of rehabbing his value to this point. I mean, it's not like he intended to rehab his value so that he could get traded. He was right playing basketball and he's competitive and he wanted to play well and thunder just wants to hoop yeah just wants to hoop so i do think it the what the chris paul package will be if it happens will be very interesting to see i think there will be i'm not saying the nets are going to actually bid after him i do think the nets would be interested i think there are a couple teams that could see themselves like i wonder if the spurs suddenly get inspired to be like we're only going to Popovich for two more years. Can we get Chris Paul here? And then mm-hmm. we have to wrote. I mean, that not that that's going to win a championship, but I'm sure Pop and Chris Paul have had many a conversation over red wine before in the Olympics yep. situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, they've, and they've got big enough contracts and they've got 
some young, interesting guys. Yeah, you could you could take on. I mean, there's a couple of contracts on that team depending on what you really want to do. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Do you would you predict like what's the percentage that Chris Paul does get moved? I'd say like sixty percent he gets moved after the season's over. Yeah, I still think there's. I mean, you have to look at the the salary number and say so huge. You, you can't say that it's a, a done deal. I think they would like to make a deal, and also the Thunder aren't like just how we simulate it. The Thunder aren't giving up picks at all. We'll see. They just they just won't do that. Get me on the phone here. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. They're, I'm going to convince them. 2023, 2020. It's so far away. We don't even know. That's what knows. they care. That's what they care most about. I know. <laughs> that's what they care more about than it, I, I think that's the, the Denver pick, pick. Right. That's that's the pick because you just don't know. I mean, that's are the Clippers still the Clippers in 2023? Are they this team? No. I, I mean, can guarantee you they are not this team. Right. Like they yeah. are. One of those two guys is going to be gone, if not yeah. both. I just mm-hmm. it's just how it works. Unless if Kawhi's like. Less of this like journeyman thing that Kawhi's been doing the past few years was only just to get to the Clippers, right? And that's possible. It's possible, but you don't right. know. You never know. All right. Well, I, I think this was a great simulation. We figured out that the Nets to have to get Chris Paul would obviously have to give up either Karis LeVert or Spencer Dinwiddie, and that they're not yeah. going to get they're not going to get anything back besides Chris Paul. Yeah, it's unlikely. And for the Very Thunder, unlikely. you guys. If you do trade Chris Paul, you're gonna have to take some ugly salaries back. But mm-hmm. you could also we conclude a third team, so you get even more draft compensation coming in. That's that's what we want. We just we just want to <laughs> pile up our assets and just put them put them under our pillow at night. That's all we want. Tell me, 2023, just Clippers pick. <laughs> you're not gonna even remember you have it. We, just, that's all I think about. It'll honestly. be top five. I guarantee that pick's top five. Every time Old Gallinari, every time Gallinari makes a three, all I think about is the 2023 draft. That's all I think about. <laughs> all right, Andrew, thanks uh, for joining me here on Glue Guys.